Hey, Bone Shaker. Hey, Clutch. I'd ask you what's shaking, but we already did that. Just my bones. <laughs> I kind of this, this is half again me doing it. So next time we're gonna go with zero. Me asking you that. Uh, I suppose. Funny thing is, I chose that that handle for the internet because you know you're dealing with strangers. Don't use your real name most of the time or whatever. And um, ever since I chose that, I'm amazed how many times I've actually seen that that nickname on on the internet and stuff pop up. Like I chose it off of a I chose it off a of Motorhead DVD. That's where it came from. I was just like, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm amazed at how many times my nickname, I'm like, hey, he's using Bone Shaker too. I'm like, I thought it was original. I guess not. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Let me ask you, what what is one, I'm sure everyone has multiple, but what is one of your pet peeves? Uh, I would say... I know I, I don't know if it's a pet peeve. I don't respond to negative criticism. I've learned that about myself in my life. Like if somebody tells me, like like I was in the army, if I had a sergeant tell me, hey, you're not doing a good job. You're not I'm like, well, then fuck this. Fuck you. Why should I try? Like, you know, but if he's like, hey, you're doing a great job. Can you do a little better? It's like, yeah, sure. You get a pick me up out of me from that. So I don't know if that counts as a pet peeve. I wouldn't imagine the army is a place where you get a lot of positive compliments you'd be surprised it depends you have good leaders you have bad leaders sure sure you know my one of my pet peeves is when people from the west coast decide to put the word the before the highway number (laughs) who who do you think you are and how did who raised you wrong to call it the five the 405 get the the hell out of here yeah in chicago we just call it um the number we just say fifty five two ninety four. You put you put the letter I before it. No, we just we just call out the we just say the number. We don't even like I ninety is the Kennedy. Well, I guess we they're not just, all they're not all I's because I is interstate. Right, right, yeah, yeah. We do the same thing. Like uh, we have Illinois Route eighty three. We just say eighty three. If you don't know what eighty three is, fuck you. <laughs> so it's like it runs all the way through, but. Like just how, I, pre- how pretentious is putting the word the before it? I I don't know, but we 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 name our stuff, and it's like I'd never call ninety the Kennedy. I never call sure. I would never you know? call. <laughs> I would never call um, uh, four seventy six the Blue Route. Yeah. I, I, or actually, I would never call the Blue Route four seventy six. I would never. I think I said that backwards. I would never call. Um, the turnpike 276 uh, the only ones i guess you i would call the numbers are the ones that don't have names like 95 does not have a name it's 95 goes from florida maine yeah. figure it out it's 95 it goes from all the way north to all the way south if you get stuck in it at the wrong time good luck <laughs> yeah um i'll throw i before it if if it is an i like i95 people say i95 all the time people say 95 all the time I'm not sure that one of them approaches putting the before it. Mm-hmm. I could be wrong. You could be like, who are you to put I before 95? Yeah. But I when they put the before it, I don't know. And I, I want to know, like, there's... So in, in Los Angeles, there's a ton of transplants. Like, a lot of people aren't originally from there. 
Yeah. How long are you there from moving there from parts elsewhere before you're fully accepting of putting the before the highway number? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I mean, I visited LA. I've never lived there. I, yeah, I guess I if I lived there, who I could tell us. Months. <laughs> We'd have to find somebody who's in LA that wasn't. Andrew Lee. Now he, but he's from there. He's from there, yeah. yeah. But surely he must know some transplants that he could ask that question sure, to and get yeah. you an answer. How long did you? Just tell him, listen, homie. How long did it take you? <laughs> how long did you keep up that charade of not using the before the highway now before you finally gave in and joined the Rad Squad? Yeah, <laughs> that's my pet peeve is the dub before the highway number. I heard. Uh, I listen. I'll go to, I'll go to L.A. and I'll 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 ask directions from just anybody and I'll purposely leave those out, even when they say the back to me. I'll leave it out, saying it back to them. I won't actually do that because, I mean, that I got to fly there first. But that's something I would do. <laughs> yeah, if you were visiting there, yeah. I uh, listened to Joe Rogan and Bill Burr was on one time and he was talking about when he first got to L.A., he walked from where he was living to like the comedy store. And it was it was far. It was like five miles or something like he walked. He didn't realize it was that far. But then like he's walking and he gets there and people are like, like, how'd you get here? Like, you know, like whatever. He's like, oh, I walked. And they're like, you fucking walked? It's like, it's L.A. Nobody fucking walks in L.A. <laughs> so... I, I, I imagine it's a newbie thing that uh, leaves you after a little while. Maybe you just kind of learn the city. You're like, okay, we're not doing that here, you know? So uh, I could. I really hope there's holdouts in L.A. where they're like, no, I'm not putting the before the highway number. That's dumb. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, that might be different. It might be that's adding something as opposed to dropping. So it's probably easier to drop something than it is to add something to your vernacular. Like Maybe we should find somebody who grew up in like California and then moved to, let's say, the East Coast or. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know at what point what point those start popping up as you go west or maybe yeah. it's super concentrated there around L.A. Maybe it's not even the West Coast in general. You could try to get uh, Kevin Smith on your uh, show. You Jersey boy now lives in L.A. <laughs> Find somebody who grew up in California and then moved to the East Coast and be like, do you call it the 95? That sounds ridiculous. I'm going to take the 95. Ah. I always just say the number, especially being being uh, my occupation. Uh, like People are like, oh, where are you running? I was like, uh, down 57. Like, I never say I keep it as you know. That's all you needed to know. You if you if you're another driver, you know exactly where I'm going. <laughs> oh well, so, I, I need to I need to look it up. Find out was it uh, some sort of popular uh, media that that popularized putting the before it. What what if it was in some '90s rap lyric? To add the, and everyone's like, I like the taste of that. Well, no, I can't. Okay. It can't be that simple. Movies. They make movies out there. I mean, you figure it would have crept in there. Like, maybe you can find an instance of a movie where, like, they're filming, like, in Chicago or something, and they're like, they call it the 88. And it's like, nobody calls it the 88. But because it's California and they call it, you know, the 405, they just like, you know, maybe they do that. 
maybe you can find an instance of that. I don't know. Yeah. We're going to get some interesting comments on this episode, I bet. <laughs> nobody, so, nobody watches this show. <laughs> hey, you take that back. I, today, I got some super smoky Lego traded into the store. Oh, yeah? It's the like kind of... No, I wouldn't go that far. No? It's just... It's it's a it's a house a built of cigarettes a cigarette house. <laughs> and mommy's it, it's mommy's a sitting shame. at the table, chain so smoking while the yeah. kid builds his poly bag. <laughs> it, it's a shame that I, I feel like smokers or people who have smokers in their family they have no thought that everything they own is worthless. Yeah. Like that they there's no conception that they couldn't sell something yeah they if, if, if it's a big popular culture to just sell stuff on marketplace now and and keep the cycle going sell things buy things whatever but you realize that you you don't own anything sellable at this point yeah unless of course you're selling it to another smoker i wonder i wonder if sm- <laughs> I wonder. I wonder if smoke is different from smoker to smoker, and yeah, well, you're like, oh, is, that guy smoke. smokes that kind of cigarettes. His stuff is worthless. I can only buy from other smokers that smoke my kind menthols? of cigarettes. Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah, gonna say, I was gonna say menthol, but I was like, I, that that's like the the entry level uh, dichotomous <laughs> cigarette thing. I, I need I need something more specific but i don't like, have it you can tell the difference between marlboros and uh cools or something I, like I that like they're such turning I, I wouldn't put it past a smoker to 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 be able to tell the difference in the way everything you've ever owned smells well see i don't smoke but i came from a smoker's home um my my mom quit you know years ago and everything but when you're from a smoker's home you don't smell smoke anymore when you walk into someone's house and you can't tell when somebody doesn't smoke. Like when you walk into a, a non-smoker's house, you don't notice it. It's one of those things like, like, you know, your fly is down and you're unaware of it. Everyone else is or something, you know, they yeah. walk in your house, they go, Oh, Holy shit. Like this way. So, and I grew up, I grew up when, when you walked into a McDonald's, when I was a kid, they had those little tin, mcdonald's ashtrays on every single table and then it became there were four tables that had no ashtrays and then it became half the restaurant and then there were four tables that had them and now now forget it i so i've seen that in my lifetime i'm not that young yeah um (laughs) i i i remember at least in my area the very clear like one day to the next transition between restaurants had a smoking section and they no longer have a smoking yeah, section. Yeah, now you can't smoke at all. I yeah. remember going into a restaurant and saying non-smoking. Yeah. So based on where they sat you and I, I don't think it was that long ago. Like I I remember saying that myself and I wouldn't be the one if I was going with my family as a kid, I wouldn't be the one that was declaring what section we're sitting in, so I must have been old enough. Yeah, I don't know what year that was, but I'm sure it's different in different cities and outside of cities, inside of cities, etc. Do Do you remember styrofoam containers at McDonald's? Uh, when did they drop that? 
When did like, they start like doing cardboard for, for cups? No, the 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 Big Mac and stuff. It used to come in like uh, a styrofoam uh, the, the clamshell. Yeah, yeah um, the clamshell. Do you, you were are, were you alive for that? I don't remember when they started doing cardboard. I don't know. <laughs> I I don't think we got fast food that much as a kid, so I don't I don't recall the styrofoam. But then again, you could have just not cared. Yeah. I, I mentioned five year old clutch is like this clutch. He like doesn't care about anything that doesn't make him money. <laughs> I, I realized recently how pragmatic I am. Um, what the hell are we talking about? I don't know. We were talking about uh, pet peeves. Oh, oh that was my yeah, appetizer. A, yeah, you brought up pet peeves. And oh, I was the, like, smoke, I the smoke, the smoke, the smoky bricks. I got smoky, them straight yeah, okay, smoky bricks. Stuff was super smoky. But we have a solution for that at Bricks on the Dollar. We take it, we open it, we put it in the warehouse, we forget about it for about three weeks, and then it's good to go. It's such a big room, it airs out. Airs out, yeah. Hopefully. But this was this was a bunch of built sets, recent ones, like the Flintstones house is in there, the Diva versus Reinhardt from Overwatch is in there. Yeah. I really didn't. I, I don't look at the trade ins. I just buy them because I'm paying so little for them that it's never a loss. Yeah, for you, it just passes through your hand. So, what would you care about accounting for it? Like, yeah. you're not like, oh, I have a Flintstone set now. It's like, you're like, it's in, it's out, it's gone. Like, And it's not going to be the Flintstone set. It's going to be broken down. Right. The various types of parts get sorted and uploaded, and that's that. I, I'm yeah. not concerned with trying to sell that as a set. Am I going to pull the figures and sell the figures in the in the retail store? Yeah, that's it. That's all it's selling up there. So it's real smoky. We're going to let it air out, but I there's a thing when you open a, a unless you have experience with running a retail Lego store when like mine when you open one. You're you're gonna feel this guilt about paying as little as you have to be paying for Lego when it comes in, and it still affects me a little bit. I have lowered the price I pay over time from that that guilt subsiding, where it's like, all right, well, it's, I have to do this for business. This is what I'm gonna pay. You you can always raise the price, but that initial price you throw out there has to be where you want it to be. Yeah. If if you're willing to negotiate, I guess you can go up, but you'd be surprised how many people are completely fine with your initial price you put out there. Yeah, cuz if they if they brought in a tub of Lego to you, they probably don't want to lug it back into the car. They're probably like at this point, I just want it out of my life, out of my house. I'll take whatever he gives me for it. It's like uh back when CDs were a thing and if you would go trade in your CDs, like you would have paid $15 for the CD or whatever. And then, you know, you go to trade it at the record store. They're like, we give you a dollar. You, you still got CDs. Right? There's a few, a few that I haven't gotten rid of yet. Not because yeah. I don't want to get rid of them. Just I'm, I'm willing, you, you sell, you sell, uh, you're selling DVDs right now on eBay, yes. right? Getting rid of all, them. All my DVDs up there are on eBay and I sell one or two a week and right. they, they go for like a dollar or two, but it's better than throwing them out. Right. And you paid, you paid more than a dollar or two for them probably. So you're taking a loss. I would never want to know. Yeah, right. It's, it's not about making money on those. It's about no, no. removing it's just matter, about, removing matter yeah. from my life. 
So what's better is to take the 100-pound tub of Lego and throw it in the dumpster or put it in the car, take it down to this weirdo in the shopping center and put it on the on the counter and say, how much? And he throws it on a scale and he goes, I'll give you 40 bucks for it. And you think that's a crime because it's so low and you know how much you'll profit off of when you sell it. But that person doesn't care. They want 40 bucks in their hand. They're like, all right, fine, 40 bucks. That's what they wanted from their life, you know. It's just a there's a difficult aspect of it when the person is in your store and it's it's not like there's two types of trade-ins. There's the here's everything, I'm done or my kids are done. And then there's the I'm still buying Lego, but this is the Lego I've decided I don't need. Yeah. When that's the do, person that's going to want top dollar. That that person yeah. brings this stuff in and it's kind of difficult when they're able to see some of the stuff that they're bringing in out for sale in the store at the same time and see what the price tags are on those things. It's like, uh, it's, it's tough. Anyway, I, I, they had the built sets and then they had some loose parts in two different boxes and I started weighing them. I told them we, I, I always, I'm very upfront with it. I'm not, uh, uh, like a pressure situation person with these trade-ins. I'm like, look, if you want to take it back home, that's yeah. fine. I'm I'm not upset if yeah. you don't sell this to me. Yeah. I don't I don't need your Lego. I'll buy it if we can agree. Yeah. And that's why I think that uh whatever you set your price at, I don't feel like you should feel guilty. I feel like you set your price. That's what it is. If the person wants to sell it, they want to bring it to you. You didn't go to their house and go, "Hey, hey, I know you got a tub of Lego in the back closet. I want it." Like, you know, you're not the one soliciting it. They're bringing it to you, and you're just like, that's what the deal is. Everything that comes through the door, it doesn't matter what it is. It's, that's the price. Because you don't you don't look at it and go, oh, these are all cellulose acetate, you know, Samsonite bricks from the 80s or whatever. Like, you would probably spot that because you, you have a trained eye, and you can see the difference in that plastic or whatever. Um, but, you know, you're not – you're not judging 1980 Lego from 2018 Lego. And at the same time, like, yeah, you might see like a half completed X-Wing in there. But like you said, you're not going to put that X-Wing back together and try to sell it. You're just going to pull any figs that might be in this pile. Everything gets thrown, you know, the good stuff gets taken out and everything else gets thrown into, you know, a big bin or whatever. And then when somebody says, I want 10 pounds of Lego on eBay, there you go. You you weigh out ten pounds and you ship it out and it's gone. That's it, that's it for you. And yeah. the fact that you're selling that ten pounds for more than what it was traded in for, you know, that's that's the way it is. You know, some people, you know, I I actually used to work in a plastic factory for like like two years, and we would make the stuff and the stuff would come up here and go into train cars and get shipped out and get made into solo cups and you know, the inside of Whirlpool appliances and stuff like that. That's where our product went. It was just like little plastic pellets, but some of it would get contaminated for whatever reason or another, or the quality of it, they would take samples of it and they'd be like, this isn't the quality standard. So that would just get thrown away and they would put it into the big, the big boxes that go on like a whole pallet you know what i'm talking about you ever gaylord. seen like a, yeah yeah a big gaylord box yeah i didn't want to use the word gaylord without you knowing what it is i, I open the door for you and you yeah. walk through it <laughs> but uh uh we would fill that and the shit that was in there like we would 
it was contaminated plastic at that point. So like if we swept the floors with all the dirt and like wood from a pallet or something, we would put it into a dustpan and we would just throw it on top, throw it in there. And there was a company, a local company that would buy that shit. They would come, come in with a truck, uh, which was the raggediest fucking truck I've ever seen. Uh, half Always. the time I could see through the floor of the trailer loading what it. They, what do they call that? Remnants? Yeah. Yeah. Just remnants. And, um, we would sell that stuff to them and I don't know what they did with it, but I know it wasn't sold for top dollar and I'm sure whatever they made, they got more than they paid for the pellets that that's the way business works. You know, you buy something, you make it into something else. Yeah. That's, that's you know? like when, uh, that's what when, you're doing, you're buying when, something and you're making into a bulk lot or when you know? some, when somebody will, um, a bricklink seller will cruise my, uh, build a fig table and buy, all the individual pieces they know yeah. are worth more than 50 cents. Yeah. Which is the rate yeah. for the items on the table. Like, and fine. I'm going to make 13 cents profit each on all of these pieces I bought from you. It's like, cool. I bought it all by weight. So, uh, based on how much each piece weighs, I'm pretty sure I made 49.9 cents per item. Yeah. And, you know, more like power to somebody if they find that, you know, that rare. If they found, like, you know, let's say they uh, assembled a Deadpool from, you know, the set. It was only in that Deadpool chopper takedown set or whatever, so it's, yeah. it's worth a bit. Um, let, let's say they spotted it in your table, and they found the legs, and they found the head, and they found... It was like, great, whatever. It's like, you you made your profit off it. If he, if he went on eBay and he sold it, would you would you care? Like, you know, it's like, it is what it was to you. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, there's a little bit of me that. So you know how Lego has a strong like we don't sell to resellers; they only sell to end consumers. Yeah, and as a as a reseller, I've always been like, ah, whatever. That's a dumb rule. I mean, I get it, but that's a dumb yeah. rule. I I get that feeling every now and then in my store when like somebody is clearly in my store looking for stuff that they could sell for a little bit more elsewhere. I'm. I'm just like, this isn't here for you, but then I'm no better than them. I'm no yeah, better than you Lego. You can't blame them for that. I mean, I don't know how many times I've been at the pick-a-brick wall. I'm filling, you know, six or seven cups with tiles. And now it's apparent because you don't touch the pick-a-brick wall with, the, with everything happening. You know, Chad loads up a cup for you. So, you know, I go and I go, yeah, I go give me, you know, seven cups of tan tiles or something. But you give them the, give them the shake, give them this shake, hold the lid, put <laughs> well, the lid on, but not clasped it, hold the lid over it and then shake the bottom of the cup like this they're, in the they're, lid. That's they're the really trick. good about it. Trick. They're, they're really good about it. They're like, they're, some of them have actually been given like a little extra and everything like that because you can't do stuff. But I've only been buying stuff that with, within the last year, I've only bought stuff that just flows right into a cup with nothing else, no other cajoling or stacking or anything like that, wasting time. And um, I, I love all the old like YouTube videos about how to how to stack your parts so well that you know you can't fit a single anything, can't fit a single stud more yeah. in that cup. It's like that's great. It took you three hours. Yeah. And that's, what's your time worth again? That's and that's great if you're if you're a kid that goes to the Lego store and 
Your parents not giving you three hours to do that. Yeah, but if you're a kid that goes to the Lego store and you want to get the most out of it, I've even done that with like little kids at the Lego store while I've been filling up cups, and I've seen them with their their hot garbage fire of they, they've got like ten pieces in a pick a brick cup. This guy over like, here is taking the two by four bricks. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, here, kid, let me show you something. So I go, you want some wheels? I go, put the wheels down in the bottom ring. I go, what else do you want? And I, I've I've helped a kid build his cup so that it's he's getting the most out of it for his money. And you, and I tell him, I tell him in front of his parent as I'm helping it. Cause you know, I'm not just talking to children unsupervised. There's a, there's an adult there, but the, I tell the parent, I go, I go, your, your mom and dad, they're going to pay the same for this. So they should get the most for their money. And then the parents like, Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm like, that kid walks Thanks, out of there. Mr. Bone shaker. That kid walks out of there with four times more Lego, you know? And it, it's like, I fill up a cup. I fill up seven cups of tiles, and like the people at the Lego store, they're like, "So you have a Bricklink store?" Like they know. <laughs> no, it didn't like, used to be like, like what that. What are you doing? <laughs> it, it it didn't used to be that known to the store employees. Not that it was ever a problem, but it, it definitely did not used to be something they would ever guess. No, but see, I'm here's. The way I looked at this, when I opened up my store, and it's still kind of this way, it's about perpetuating the hobby. Like, I'm not you. I actually build. I actually collect. If I need a part while I'm building. I built today. <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> but if I, if I need a part while I'm building and I don't have it, I'll see if it's in my store. And if it is, I'll just delete it. I don't care about, you know profit and loss or you know how much i paid for it or what it's just better than making a bricklink order it's convenient it's right there and like when i buy stuff for me it's like if i sell if i bought a set for twenty dollars and it was like a fifty dollar set so i made thirty bucks and then i got that fifty bucks well thirty dollars now because you know the original cost was replaced that thirty dollars is now thirty more dollars i could spend on more lego it self-perpetuates the hobby you know, it's it's I, it's a I started cycle like that. I sincerely yeah. started in 2009 just like that. It doesn't show. <laughs> I don't. I'm trying to think of when it flipped to. Uh, I'm no longer interested in buying any of it for me. Yeah. Uh. Probably 2011. Okay. So it took you three years for it to to be to be uh, purely a business venture for you. It took me three years to get jaded. Yeah, three years to get jaded. But you're not completely jaded. You said you built something today. What did you build today, Clutch? I, I, well, the big gap that's right here. You might recognize it from the last bunch of videos. Yeah, I, I got that Ninjago City Gardens very soon after it came out, actually. It's one of the only D to C sets in recent history that wasn't sold out day one. Yeah. Whatever that really means doesn't matter. I got one. Did you pay full price? Hell no. <laughs> I paid half price. But I got one because How'd I How'd you pay first... half price? Because I've got you know <laughs> I thought of an answer to that question earlier today. I didn't I had a lot of time built. I, I built this thing for seven hours today. I've been thinking a lot today. And 
I thought about the discount I got on it. And you could say, oh, well, you got it half off. That's a great discount. But then I thought, well, what does the years of relationships and uh, networking that I've done cost? What does it cost me for doing this for 10 plus years and meeting people and shaking hands and kissing babies and going to conventions and doing favors and definitely being more generous to everyone than I should be. Is it really a discount? I don't know. But see, while you were doing that, was the constant thought running through your mind, every hand you shook, every trip you took, everybody you will get a set that comes out in 12 years for half price. Just deal with this guy and I'm nice to him. It will pay off. And that was it. You were just living your life. You were just doing what you do. You know, I mean, you can't be that transactional about it. You can't be like, you know, this must lead to this. You know, it's just what you're doing, you know. Someday I mean, good I'm going to discover that I am actually a robot. And <laughs> I, uh, it, was we're in the Matrix. My, it was not in my programming to know that I was ever a robot. So I never really considered it. I'm a real boy. <laughs> Someday I'll find out I was a robot all along. Uh, I, I, built i would say half of the ninjago city gardens today while the store was open i usually build gundam Mm -hmm. on on sundays at the store because i can't find the time to do that in the evenings anymore so i just and nobody's gonna walk into your store and want to buy the gundam for you from you right nobody's gonna be like how much for that gundam right now it's like why'd you walk into a lego resale store for this (laughs) yeah uh I knew that I would never start. So one of these Gundams will take like, let's say 10 hours on average from start to finish with all the work I put into it. I don't really don't know how many hours the gardens would take. I put seven hours into it today. I'm probably half done. I'm up to bag 15, I think out of 26 or so. But I like most of the meat of it is at the bottom, so I feel like I'm a half done, if not more. Let's see. Um, I don't know how many hours it's going to take total, but it's going to be more than one of these takes. And I don't really know where I'm going with this. Is it? Oh, I, 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 I'm really hesitant to start building it at home because I don't like projects that I can't see the end of. So, I never, never really, build it at home? I, I, I never start them because I don't like projects where I can't see the end of. And the longest period of time that I'm anywhere is on a Saturday or, or Sunday when I'm behind the counter. Okay. So, I took it with me today, this morning, and I cracked it open right at 11 a.m. when the store opened. And I built it to 6. And... It was fine. I got a lot of people watching me, a lot of people asking what it was, and not a lot of people knowing what it was. And a lot of those just bewildering, like, oh, man, that's that's so amazing. How do you do that? I'm like, it comes with instructions. There's three books of them. I, I, I get it a lot. Like, how do you build these? Like, one step at a time. They have instructions. Yeah. 
It's laid out so super simple. The age range is to 12. I'm 31. <laughs> and you, the person who's asking me this, are older than I am. You can build this. Stop doubting yourself. Anyway, I built that half of that today. I left it at the store because I'm going to build the rest of it next Sunday. I'm, I'm not the kind of person who's like, I got to finish it tonight. I got to bring it home and finish it. I got to finish it tomorrow. Yeah. I don't care when it gets finished. I'm happy that it was started. And it's going to go when it's done. I got to wobble it home and it's going to go with the docks in the city that are on the floor behind this pile of Gundam. Yeah. So you can don't, just barely see the docks. If you look real close, kids, don't worry about <laughs> the docks behind the curtain. It's going to, I don't know. Initially, I was going to have got these. This is like a coffee table. But then we have these two end tables, like for the sides of the couch that are yeah. each half of this length. Yeah. This, I think the same depth and it's at the same brand. So it's, it's yeah. a set. Matching tables. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're an adult. You got matching furniture now. Yeah. They're from Walmart. <laughs> what of it? I think they're from Walmart. Um, initially, I was going to have them on this table over against the wall underneath the window. And then I was using one of those end tables by the side of my replica Eames, a.k.a. my prestige chair. Because I don't need this much table for sitting next to my chair. But that didn't happen. So they are on a uh, removable shelf to which the brackets I no longer own. It's just they're on a piece of wood, basically, so for easy moving. Uh, and as soon as they reach their final destination, I will throw that that shelf out. Like the rest of them, they're long gone. But it's on a it's on a laminated board on the floor over there. I don't know why I feel the need to tell you this. You're just sharing the hobby. That's yeah. why people tune in. They want to see. They want to see how you share things. Like I know that your previous co-hosts that are all long gone. They it's all dead to me. They all, they, they all enjoyed it differently. You know, Paul was into his architecture sets, you know, and got Paul what was he into got. Following the instructions. Yeah, and then, then you know, you had a, uh, you had Matt with his, uh, you know, I bought, uh, what was it, the axles, axles, <laughs> like, yeah, how many roll, of those did he buy? Rolling arsenal. Yeah, the rolling arsenals or whatever. It's like okay, that was his thing, but he had a whole Lego city in his basement, and it's like you. Obviously, don't. The only thing you seem to have fallen in love with happens to be these Ninjago City sets, which um, that's that's something else. I mean, how long do you think they're going to keep doing these full city sets? Do you think they're going to go with one every two years? Or do you think, like, eventually they're going to be like, that's it, we're not doing it anymore. Even though we're still doing Ninjago, we're not going to do these anymore. I, I couldn't even honestly guess as to why this one came out, the Gardens. I, yeah. The only reason I could think of is because it's the 10 year anniversary of Ninjago. They're like, well, we got to put out a big thing. Might well, as well we put had, out a companion. Yeah, we had some big. We we should put out a D to C. We had some D to Cs that connect. Let's do a third one. People love the modulars. People have have no reason in their mind why they shouldn't buy every modular that comes out. I yeah. I don't care for them. Yeah. Everyone loves them. 
and I I don't know that they're going to do any more Ninjago City ones. I think this was a a happy coincidence with we have this series. It's an anniversary. We should uh, connect those two things. I don't know that there's going to be any more. I think we're lucky to get this third one based on uh, the customers in my store. I don't think anybody foresaw there being a third one because, boy, when this one got announced, let me tell you about the demand for the first two, neither of which we had at the time because they're years gone. Yeah. They're like, I missed the the two from before I was collecting Lego. I need them. Yeah. And that's the way it is. Uh, I I have an Ninjago City. I, I built one, and I have a sealed one. In my possession, it's in the Lego box that it ships in. The only reason I haven't sold it is because it's enormous, and I I basically just want to find somebody that will come take it from me. I don't want to bother shipping it. I don't want to deal with that. But um, that's my plan with this. Yeah, is that I have one at the store sealed, Apocalypseburg for you audio listeners. Or should I say listener? I don't know. <laughs> listener. <laughs> I have an apocalypse. <laughs> it is one at the store. It's not mine. It's consignment. And it is like $600. And it's not going anywhere. Because that's crazy talk. But that's what it's worth. It's actually yeah. worth more. We dropped the price a little bit because it's crazy. If that one sells, mine's moving into the store. Mine's the next on the line. But... I don't see that one selling. The only place I see these selling is at a convention, should they ever happen again. So my plan is next time I'm selling at a convention, it's going to come with me if I haven't sold it since then. Yeah. But I'm not going to ship it anywhere, and I'm I'm not going to bring it into the store if there's already one in there. That's probably what I'll do. Um, they canceled Brick World again this year. But um, if they do a Brick World and they do a yard sale like they did the last year that they had Brick World, they actually did a yard sale. Um, I'll probably, I'll probably bring what I have, you know, that I'm looking to get rid of that I don't feel like shipping and just see what I can get, you know, rid of to other, you know, other Lego nerds, you know, that know what something is in a, you know, they understand why it's a lot. And it's like, if they missed it, they missed it. That's what happens. Um, I, I the pet shop was out when I came out of my dark ages, but it took me a while to like buy the things I wanted, and it disappeared. I didn't pick it up. You're the only person who's ever missed the pet shop. <laughs> the pet shop, but that that's um, like the longest on the shelves modular. Of well, all the modulars. I I uh, I. I bought it after the fact because I found one, I think what retail for probably like 150, 160. And I got one yeah. off like eBay for like 170. It wasn't a huge markup. It was no. like an extra 10 or 20 bucks, whatever it was. And it came to me in a wrecked box. Like the box had been stepped on, sat on, whatever. Like it was not intact at all, but I didn't care. Opened it up. It was all there. I built it. I was like, that's great. That's wonderful. Now I have it. Probably not even probably three months later. um, There was a Facebook marketplace listing that showed like a bulk Lego lot. Like it just showed a big tub of Lego. And I use uh, the Acro Mills bins for storing stuff, not only in my store, but personally. 
and they stopped selling those. They came kind of hard to get, and they were in the background of this photo. And I looked at it, and the lady wanted like $250 for it. And I was like, nah. And then it was still on there. I let it go for like a week, and it was still there. And then she lowered it to like 200 And I was like, nah. And then like another week later, I was like, it was still there. I was like, okay. I was like, let's see. So I messaged her. I go, hey. I was like, I could do like 150 on this. And I go, really? I'm interested in the bins you have behind them. I was like, do they come with it? She goes, yeah, and they're loaded. They have sorted Lego in them. Like it was all brand new stuff that was sorted. Um, just different stuff, probably from like, okay. Football. I'll give you two hundred. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, okay. Well, no, I gave her. I, she goes, yeah, one fifty. Can you come pick it up? I'm like, great. So I'm on my way into work one night. I took a detour. I went to her house and I picked it up. And I thought it was a standard, um, just like what fifty gallon bin, like whatever your mindset is for one of those big bins. This was like a super long, extra long. It was like it was almost like two bins. Yeah. It was so heavy that me, at 6'5 and 300 pounds, had trouble lifting it into the back of my pickup truck. That's how much it was. <laughs> so I lifted it into the back of my pickup truck. I put the Acro Mills bins in, into my cab, and I was like, I was like, I gave her the money. I was like, okay, thank you, and everything like that. And when I picked it up um, in the Facebook photo, and when I picked it up, you could see there were like assembled vehicles. Like there was an assembled Octan gas truck in there and stuff. So. I already knew that there were a couple sets in there, you know. Um, so I just picked it up. I went to work. I come home. I unload it. That weekend, when I finally get time to nerd out downstairs, I'm, I set it in front of me, and I start, like, going through it, just sifting through it and seeing what I have. Pull out all the mostly assembled stuff, put it aside and everything. I pull out a plate. And it's, it's a 16 by 32 plate. I pull it out and I immediately recognize it. It's a pet shop plate. It's, it's like to like the pet shop itself. Yeah. And then I find the other one and I'm seeing the red bricks from the townhouse and I see the other one. I'm like, I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, I just paid what I paid for this bin. I just paid for that pet shop and it's in here. And then I'm digging through it and everything. And I pull out, I see a plate and I look at the plate and I'm like, Oh fuck! I'm like it's a Grand Emporium. I was like, and that was one I didn't have. So I I committed. I think I think it was that week. You guys were like, don't dig through a bulk lot and put stuff together. You don't waste your time. You have better value than that. And I'm, meanwhile, I'm sitting there putting together a Grand Emporium. Like I'm like, where's that other tan brick? <laughs> fuck you guys! I'm doing this. <laughs> That's what we call a hobby. Yeah, and I'm like I'm like, well, I was like, it beats paying three or four hundred dollars for a grand emporium i'm like i'm not doing that um i see people selling a seven hundred dollar green grocer i'm like no <laughs> I'm like, i'd rather just build a green grocer the instructions are online i'll just build it with whatever parts i have on hand maybe it'll be a blue grocer you know i've actually so, seen a number of blue grocers yeah yeah so uh, it, like i said everybody enjoys it a little different Matt, uh, Matt enjoyed it a little different than paul did than you did so Remember that you know, time that Matt showed us off his like tabletop game that him and his brother made mm. using Lego? It was like the last time we heard from him. Yeah. Just like a Dungeons and Dragons game with Lego. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So I was trying to think today. How's that different from the games that Lego made that failed? 
all those failed games. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, Minotaurus. It's not that it failed. <laughs> like there's there's a there's a discrepancy there. It's not that these things failed. It's that here's the run we're willing to give it. Yeah. If it exceeds expectations, it can stay. Yeah, if, if it ninjagos. <laughs> yeah, if it Well, that one might be a special case cuz there was like a big old backlash about it going away. Not it didn't necessarily have anything to do with the sales performance necessarily. I can't tell you for sure. Yeah. But they give these things a run and then they then they end and everyone goes, "Oh, it's gone. It must have tanked hard." This might have been the intended route. It's the companies put out products for a certain amount of time, and they keep, they always try new products. I, what would Lego be like if they kept every theme going and then had no room for any new themes? How long do you want them to make Nexo Knights or Hidden Side or Chima? Or any of these things. How long do you want Nobody to see to that? Chima. How, how you'd be surprised how much Chima love there is in my in my um in my retail store. It's also super weird seeing some of the themes from just a few years ago, and kids come in and they 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 are a generation removed from those. They're like, "What's Lego Dimensions?" I'm like, yeah. "Oh, don't even don't even start." How many like, kids? are in Ninjago that have no idea that there was like a whole run of snakes. Like, you know, how many kids have just seen it recently with like, oh, they're trapped in a video game. Oh, they're trapped in a dungeon. Uh, now, now what is it? I don't know what the new season is, but they're like, wait, what are all these snake guys from? Like, you know, cause that first or second season is old enough that there are children now that might be in Ninjago that don't know what a great devourer is because they don't give a shit because it wasn't introduced to them in their lifetime. There are Ninjago fans that aren't as old as Ninjago. Yeah, yeah. There are Lego Star Wars fans. I would say the majority of Lego Star Wars fans are younger than Lego Star Wars. Yeah. Like, they, they don't know why they were yellow at first. <laughs> because of racism. <laughs> they, 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 they go, some kid today said, like, that's an original release Luke. And I'm looking at it, I'm like, it's not yellow. Yeah, it's not yellow. You're, you're wrong. <laughs> Unless all you meant was that's like an episode four, Luke. And then I guess I can see your statement being true, I guess. Let's see, um, I, wouldn't ex- I wouldn't expect a child to hold all that knowledge. I mean, I remember being a kid... Well, you don't know the children that come into my store. I, I I remember being a kid. I was I was born in '76, and I remember being a kid. And uh, I think up until like 1984 or something, I thought Star Wars was all one big movie. I didn't realize that there was like one where they were on an ice planet at the beginning, and then the the other one was in the jungle at the end. Like to me, it all ran together. It was all all three movies were Star Wars, and it didn't matter to me. All I cared about was, you know, it was fun, and there were lasers and laser swords and space wizards and stuff, you know, and that's all I cared about. So I imagine children nowadays are the same. Like they don't give it a damn about the first season in Jago. Why would they? 
Like they just sure. see it all as one thing, you know. There's probably like they only like post movie motif Ninjago because yeah. they a lot of it changed for the movie and then they had like this hybrid look to it post movie that was kind of original show and kind of movie at the same time, but it definitely wasn't either the movie or the show. It's a new look. Well, haven't they shown? ninjago on a map in the show and it's not it's not a water island place with because like the the ninjago city sets that they're selling the theme is that oh there's it's surrounded by water and the city is just built on like these little these little islands that's how they did the modularity for it but like in the show, like, I don't think Ninjago City was ever represented that way. It was just represented as, oh, it's a city. It actually looked rather inland. It didn't look like an island at all. Like, I don't know about that. I, I don't know. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm building these gardens, and I'm trying to think to myself, why is it that I'm so willing to keep and build and, let's say it, not profit off of this set or these sets? When there's other stuff that I would never neglect the chance to sell for profit and keep for myself. I'm a Star Wars fan. My interest in Star Wars is the vehicles. And I'm not discriminating for certain um, trilogies or whatnot when it comes to vehicles. I like vehicles. Yeah, I have to say, I don't like the prequels, but my my favorite vehicle is from Episode One. So I don't know. The pod race was pretty cool. Yes, yes. <laughs> Fuck yes. How do you like my desk? I built it myself. Yes. That is that's good stuff. Um, I share I shared a GIF in the building up to it chat a couple weeks ago. Didn't have it didn't have the quote on it unfortunately, but I was like, if you know the quote, you know the quote, and it's from the second Ace Ventura, where he's driving the monster truck through the jungle in Africa, and he goes, nobody wants to play with me. <laughs> that was just uh, that's a GIF I shared in there. But um, that's not what we're quoting. We're quoting uh, Clerks, the cartoon. So you're in the vehicles. I'm in the vehicles. Put you back on track. But there's no, there's no Star Wars set that makes me want to buy it and build it and display it. If they did like my favorite vehicle in a UCS, I'd probably consider it. And if you're wondering, it's the AAT from episode one, the uh, the tan tank from the the yeah. Back in my Other day, tank. it was just yeah. Back in my day, it was just Naboo. Now they're like, no, 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 they're in Theed, the capital city of Naboo. It's like, okay, okay, Clone Wars, calm down. <laughs> it's just Naboo. That's the planet. It's synonymous with the one city we see. <laughs> they are one and the same. It's the tan tank. I don't care for it in its blue and gray separatist color scheme. I just like the tan hover tank that's super like back heavy and defies gravity. Also, it hovers. 
That's my favorite vehicle. If they did a big-ass one for that in UCS, I'd be down. Which is a remarkable thing, because if you know about... If you know about tanks, there's like a trade-off between firepower, armor, and you have to trade off the weight. So if they I'm appear sure to the a... recoil, the recoil is in <laughs> yeah. direct contrast to the shape of this thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's like it's like they they seem to overcome the weight issue for a tank altogether. You know, it's like, and on this planet, <laughs> that would be like, oh my god, that's great, you know. <laughs> So I like the AAT. I might consider a UCS one, but there no, are no. there are mocks of UCS ones, and I've never considered going down the route of buying the instructions and sourcing the parts and putting one together. That's too much for me. No love for a UCS Millennium Falcon in Clutch's heart? No, I've had several <laughs> in my store, and yeah. I know. Right Not through your me. hands, huh? <laughs> Not for me. Uh, one set that did go through my hands that I probably should have kept was somebody traded in an assembled. Or was it a disassembled? I don't know. It was a used copy of the Destiny's Bounty from the Ninjago movie, and at the time, this is before Docs came out. Yeah, I was like, I don't need that ship. I just like this cool city, this stacked city. Now I wish I had the ship to park at it with yeah. the docks and all that. That ship was going for like one fifteen at Target for like a long time, and now I I saw it and I was like, "That's a great price for it." I already had one, and uh, it's always the thing. Like uh, this happens all the time. Like in retrospect, I'm like, "Oh, I should have bought like ten copies of them." Because now you see what that that ship so you, is going you for. Can it's only like afford well, to buy so much. Yeah, yeah. You can only. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, do I spend this on something? Do I spend this on something to flip it later, or do I buy the thing I want and not miss out on it? Because you know it'll come and go like everything else. So, so my, my question is a little bit different. It's do I spend? Do I buy this to flip it later, or do I buy this to part it out? Yeah, there's never a do I buy this to keep this in that equation. Well, what I what I end up doing is I'll buy stuff, and because because I never want to go back and repart it out. Um, I don't want to part a set out twice, the same set twice. I have done it, but like I said, like with the Aquaman set, the infamous Aquaman set in Sand Green. You're not I, a Brickling seller if you haven't I, parted out that set. I parted out like, I don't know, like 16 of them or something. Like it was a lot. And I found, I recently found four more and I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> like, oh, that you already like, own? Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I found I found four that I missed when I parted it out. Like they they were hiding somewhere else. No, but they're not at the store. You still have you have them. You well, had I them. don't at the store is is downstairs in my basement. Yeah. They're down there and they're in the part out pile. But I I haven't parted them out. That means going and parting something I parted yeah. again. Um, but what I like to do is um, I'll wait till it's off the shelf. Uh, they're not selling it anymore. And then I'll part it out. The only problem is sometimes I get behind because I'm, I have a full time job, a real job that pays my bills. The Brickling hey, store does not do that. Whoa. <laughs> but um, I have that. I, you know, I'm a husband and a father, and you know, I got all the all the obligations that people have. So it's not all, you know, downstairs parting stuff out or whatever. So sometimes things will get away from me, and then it's been like it's like oh. 
it's been two years since this set has been out and I have like four or five copies of it or something like that. And at that point I'm like, I look at what is the set selling for and what is it part out? And if it sells for more than it parts out, I, I wouldn't part it out. Cause you know, like you said, those, those parts are always going down and while this set's parts have already, you know, sunk the lowest or whatever for, for what it is, at that point it becomes like, you know, evaluation. Then I have to look at it as like, is it like the Ninjago City where I don't feel like shipping it? And is that a consideration? And do, do I do I just rip them open and part them all out anyways, even though people might be looking for it as a sealed set? That's, so, that's one reason why you should part out everything as soon as possible. Yeah. A, the deflating part out value, but B, you never have to consider shipping it in the future, big or small. They all become big or small. They all become parts. They all become bubble mailers. Yeah. And um, typically... Well, breaking, breaking news. Today I ordered a thermal printer. I have oh. joined the ranks of actual sellers. I have a thermal printer coming in the mail. Me and the wife, uh, she sells Sensi. We're gonna get um, we're gonna get a um, a laser jet printer because uh, ink is not cutting it. We we so keep I, running. I have, I have laser right now. Yeah, let me. How's tell that you. doing? It's fine, but not only do you have to change the toner, you yeah. have to change the drum as well. At least on mine, okay. I didn't know a drum was a thing in a printer. My bad. Don't know printers. What's the drum? Exactly. I don't know what it is. Exactly. Is. All right. So, <laughs> educate, so educate the printer us. has like 15 different hatches that open. It's right. very high tech. Um, one of them, the paper goes in. But the hatch on the front, you open that out, and you can you can pull out this the fucking guts of it. You pull it out like, like the whole inside of a turkey. Just <laughs> the, most of the printer comes out. And it's got the replaceable toner thing, cartridge, whatever. It's in there, and you hit the little release, and it pops out, and you can take that out. You're like, okay, this looks like the replacement toner I got in the mail. Same shape. Take the protective plastic thing off. Put the new toner in. Right. Slam that thing back in. It's got a satisfying chunk all the way in. Like when we had wall phones, and you got angry, you could actually... Slam, slam the phone yeah. on somebody it was it, satisfying. It, it, it hits so many places on the way into the printer. It's like this is this is a lot of noise. I like it. Uh, so I do that for a few years. I change the toner when the toner gets low. I, I let the toner ride until the printer is like, "Hey, fuck you, buy more toner," because it's like we we will not print. We're on strike. The the printer had a little stick with a sign <laughs> on it that said, PC "More toner, buy toner." <laughs> Don't cross this line. No scabs. Buy a toner. Uh, all I'm thinking of is uh, is the scene in Office Space where they they fuck up the the fax machine in the field. <laughs> PC load letter. They have to pull. They have to pull him away. He's like, I'm cool. I'm cool. He goes back and fists it a couple times <laughs> with his bare fists. Come on. So, I I change the toner for I don't know six go arounds the toner which will last a good long time that's fine and then it's so i use 
aftermarket toner cartridges. They're not the brand of the printer, and the yeah. printer is like, hey, I see what you're doing. So the lights don't actually turn off, but it prints just fine. It's still right. got the angry lights. And um, I didn't notice that a different one of the lights, the light next to the word drum, was lit. I was just like, angry lights, whatever. I mean, I'm changing the stuff. It's still printing. It's all good. One day, it's like, nah, done. And, and the toner wasn't bad. It was still fresh. And I, I look it up, and it's like, oh, the drum, which is the thing you pull out that the toner goes into. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it does. It right. it rolls, I guess. It's a drum. Right. But the drum is the holder for the toner cartridge. That whole thing you pull out has to get replaced as well. So oh, really? I was I was down for a couple of days from printing because I didn't realize there was another thing to replace and I let it all the way die. And uh, then I couldn't print anything, no matter how much toner I owned, until I got a new drum. So I got an aftermarket drum to put in this printer with my aftermarket toner in it. And it's still got angry lights, but it works fine. I'm getting a thermal printer because I'm joining the the age of uh, smart people. I don't think there's anything you replace except for the the rolls of labels but hey i could find out like i'm sorry your uh your solenoid is is going bad you need to replace that what (laughs) there's gonna be something that you're gonna find out that they're screwing you over on and replacement it it just that's how the industry works (laughs) it's it's black on white and it burns it into the paper it's heat yeah is what makes this work it's thermal so at some point it's gonna be like we can't hot no more so is, replace is the hot cost, maker. Is that cost effective for a business, but not a person? Like, are they really pricey right at this point? I know nothing about thermal printers. So, Well, well it's about $200 for the printer. Okay. And then um, the the labels, per label, it's, it's four by six inch labels on a roll. Uh, the labels are about the same cost per label as it is per sheet. For uh, the late the the two per eight and a half by eleven label paper that I was using, so this is just this is just label printing. This isn't printing. Yeah, no, you like if you, you were writing not, an essay in college, this wouldn't no, be a way to go. This this is something where if I need to print something that's not a shipping label, I got to right. switch back to my old printer. Okay, is that this, still alive? Yeah, no, it's <laughs> it's still fine. Okay, <laughs> I uh, for some reason I buy brother brand printers. Yeah, so my first one brand. you can re- you can rename your printer on your computer so my first one was named hulk hogan brother <laughs> and then my current printer which is another brother is a uh, hulk hulk hogan 2 electric boogaloo is the name of the printer <laughs> and so i don't know what i'm gonna name this dymo thermal printer i bought but it might have hulk hogan in it <laughs> we'll see so uh for you like call it old brother we're out there <laughs> <laughs> So for like $260, I got the printer and uh, 2,200 labels, which would be about three months for me. Really? So, yeah. It's about 700 orders a month on BrickLink, and then there's a little bit on eBay, and then there's um, like uh, replacement parts I have to ship out. But as far as 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 convenience and non-stress and you know just just the easiest way to do it this well, makes total so, sense for your life so like I, ha- I had bought 
a shitload of the two per sheet labels. Like I bought 10,000 of them or something. Cause I was like, Hey, it's a discount. I'm going to use them. Yeah. Let's buy them. And I'm almost to the end of that 10,000 or whatever it was, 8,000, 10,000. I'm, I'm days from the end of that. So I ordered this new printer. Cause that's, that's when I wanted to use what I was using until those ran out. But the fact that I had to print a label, peel the label off, put it on the package. That's standard. Take the sheet, flip it over, put it back in the tray, close the tray, and then print on the other half of the sheet. Because I print one at a time. Because I I really don't like the idea of um, putting the wrong label on the wrong package. Yeah. yeah. I just I, I need to keep that simple. I have accidentally missed missed a lot that people have ordered in my store and I, I make it right. I make sure that, you know, that they get their part or whatever. I'm not trying to, you know, hold out on anyone on purpose, but um, I have never had multiple orders in my store and mislabeled one and sent, you know, the wrong order to two people. Like to me, that would be catastrophic. I'd be like, "Well, what do I do now?" <laughs> well, as for someone who's done that a few times, you'll get over it. <laughs> so it's so. it's it's pretty easy, and people are pretty willing if you create labels from the place it went to the place it's supposed to go. Right. Changing the basically, you're creating it on your own, but you're changing the from zip code. Right. It's really the only change you got to make. Make those two, download them, send those files to the people and be like, when you get it, put this on it, put it back in the mail. Yeah. And then you'll get yours. Sorry. Yeah. It's most people are willing to do that. It's it's super low effort for them. Like if you have told them they had to go to the post office, it'd be over. Yeah. But if you're like, here, I'll just send you a label and then you can just slap it on that package and just leave it for your postman or something like that. It'll just get picked up, you know? Yeah. yeah. Just leave it in the little hooks outside your house. If you have a house. So, so I got that printer coming. That's, that's exciting for me. I hope, uh, hope I get it going fast enough to not have any downtime between when I run out of this paper and when I need to start using that paper. Yeah. But, I said it to you earlier, and I think the reason I like the Ninjago City sets so much is that in in licensed sets, it's fairly obvious when corners were cut by the designers to yeah. save costs. Because there's cut cost cutting in every Lego set. Yeah, no Lego set that comes out. The blacksmith. <laughs> yeah. Easy. I didn't like the blacksmith. I like the original, but yeah, that's a cost cutting. <laughs> there, there's no Lego set that's going to come out where nothing was altered. Nothing was tweaked. Nothing was changed in order to bring the cost for Lego down on that set. Never did a designer go, here's my first draft. And they go, print it. It's good. There's always factors that go into that again what the hell do we know but right with the license sets i feel like it's so much easier to point out the sacrifices that were made during the design in order to get this thing to be the price point they were trying to hit 
because I'm sure they they have waves. The waves have different price points, and then they got to decide what what is going to be each of those price points. And I don't know how often they have two different set ideas, and they wind up swapping price points with each other because the one wound up being more complex than initially, and the other one wound up having a simpler solution, or they cut out a vehicle or something like that. I don't know if that ever happens. That's a question to ask somebody who is no longer associated with Lego and doesn't want to uh, have an unfavorable job review for the next job. And is it is it being sued like somebody, like an artist we know that can't do anything with Lego he, because... <laughs> he's, he's not being sued. <laughs> no, but they, they pretty much said, hey, stop it. <laughs> That's what they do. But um, as, as at that point, that would be a simple... Um, not within the same way, but you can see like, oh, here's an $80 X-Wing. Here's a $40 X-Wing. You can see where where the costs were cut between these two price points. And you're right, with Ninjago City, with it being an original license, they build it's it. It's an original it, license, and it's a direct-to-consumer, which are yeah. traditionally the biggest sets. Yeah. I think it's just it's very hard to spot what would have been downgraded. Yeah, to, to you make can't this say, thing a final product. You can't say like you know they do the little trans clear heads for like lanterns out on the catwalk and stuff for like Ninjago City. You yeah. know, you know what I'm talking about. You yeah. can't say, oh, originally there were going to be six of these lanterns, but now there's only four. You can't look at that and say it looks it doesn't look right. It looks just as good. You know, it's like. You can't tell where they cut those two things out. You yeah, know? I think these these Ninjago City sets are the closest to unspoiled by budget that you're going to get with a Lego set. Yeah, I I said it to you. Uh, I've said it to you before. I like them because if you look at the Ninjago City and even the docks, and I'm sure the gardens. I haven't built the gardens yet, but I'm sure it's the same way. They're little builds on this little plate. You just build this one little room. It tells a story for whatever it is. You know, it's got swords on the wall and it has a scroll or something like that. And then over here, this is where someone lives and they have a hot plate on the stove. Like, you know, it tells that little story in that little room. That's what you build. And then you plug it into this the set and then they all just keep stacking and building on each other. And it's like, I think that's what makes these the perfect set. They're they're better than modulars in that regard because they're the purest uh, to the spirit of Lego in that regard. Because it's just like it's like it's not one big set. It's like twenty little sets. It's just when you put it all together, it looks really awesome. You yeah, know? the uh, the ice cream shop in Gardens, which is called yeah. Ice Planet. Yeah. It's got a whole Ice Planet theme, both in imagery and in color scheme. Which you awesome. would only recognize if you were a Lego nerd. Oh, that every every <laughs> sticker in that set is some reference, which is yeah. awesome. I I can tell you that so I built up through I guess the second story and the the Master Chen's noodle house really makes me want to go out to eat. <laughs> I, I that's that's praise. I think Building that, I really want to go out to a sushi you want to go restaurant. Out and get some yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I know the exact place I want to go. 
building this Lego set makes me want to go out to eat. That's that's praise. Yeah. I thought the comic shop in the original uh, Ninjago set, I thought that was great. The guy even has, you know, he's got the... Um, the Galador shirt. Yeah, the Galador shirt. And he's also got the the ponytail that says, you know, like, women don't like me. You know? <laughs> you know? He's like... He's uh, it, it it was it was just a great great little thing, and then right next to it, you know, the working ATM. They didn't have to do that. They could have just put in an ATM that did nothing, and yeah, maybe yeah. just given you like a hundred a couple hundred dollar you know tiles, you know. But they actually made it a working ATM. It's like that's great. It's like why why do all the units have that little that little signature air conditioner on the side of them? That makes perfect sense. You imagine this is an Asian country. They're quite hot usually. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. It's just the little details they put in. And how much did that air conditioner cost? Like, you know, it the was fact, like three I, or four I, plates in a tile. Part, my favorite part about the air conditioner is it uses the turntable yeah. um, upside down on the outside, which not only makes it look like an air conditioner, but it's got a little rattle to it. Yeah, got, if yeah. You, if you, you tap you it, jiggle. The, the, that whole thing can jiggle. And it's like, this is so air conditioner right now. I, I have really enjoyed, if you go on YouTube and you search for Ninjago City, some people, I'm sure a lot more people have built stuff, but some people have built stuff and put it up on um, on YouTube, you know, what they built. And I even think it's creative that people have, you know, they've taken this, they've taken this theme, they've taken this, you know, this um, aesthetic and they've run with it. They're like, and I built, you know, they're, they're using their imagination to build like whole new things and entire new sections of a Ninjago city that, you know, aren't put out by Lego. And I know you feel that way. You're not a follow the instructions person. You're a person that believes that this is what, what we, what we do and what the Lego pieces are, are a medium, like, like paint. They're like a medium for an art form to create with. And I really like that people have, you know, picked up that mantle and run with it. And they've, they've made their own like little Ninjago cities that have, you know, nothing to do with it. And the only thing they've kept is like the air conditioner and stuff like that. And people have gotten really creative. They're like, you know, I put this in, I put this in, you know, and it's like, wow. Like I didn't think of that, you know, I find it interesting. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Keith Lowry's work. Keith Lowry. Yeah. Unless I completely, mixed up two different names at the same time i'm pretty sure that's who i'm talking about on i, I know the name keith lowry does he have a handle i would know his his work by i think it's under Just, keith lowry because i don't think i would know his name otherwise i think i think i follow him on instagram i'll have to look him up to get he, that frame I'm of reference pretty sure that's who i'm thinking of and he's done some great ninjago city work um there's a there's a few people yeah that i've seen that do that i thought about making my own little modules since it seems so easy to stack higher with the cities, but I ain't got time for that, man. Yeah. <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that shit. <laughs> well, plenty of people have time for it. I don't. Uh, I, I don't can't say that there's been anything time. functional yet in the gardens as far as I've built. There's all kinds of hidden stuff and... Each little shop is cool. There's one of like you know relics, and then there's a food like a spot, museum. the ice cream spot. It's it's a museum. At first, I thought it was like a um, a haberdashery because there's like a 
a, a mannequin head with a mustache and a hat and a top yeah. hat. But I think it's just relics. It's a museum little thing on the ground floor. Right. They had a they had a hat shop in the original Ninjago City, didn't they? Yeah. With their hats so. in the one store. Yeah, that's maybe what I'm thinking of. Yeah, I know that um, there were people that saw a leak of some of the things the Ninjago Gardens was supposed to have, and one of the things they deleted was a police station. And well, there there it, there's probably leaks, but there's so from what I know, there there's um there's an article on one if not all of the blogs with the designer and it shows some of the preliminary versions right. of it there's also probably leaks and then there's also um there's been there were some like discord calls that the designer was in with other afols and in the background like a year before that set was going to even going to yeah. come out there was some things that have a striking resemblance to what the set is now. Yeah. So you could take that for what you will, but yeah, if you look at the the preliminary ones, I guess you could say, all right, uh, sacrifices were made. It was it was pared down to this, but well, you can't tell. The final product looks great. There's nothing about the final product that would ever say to me, this could have been bigger. This could have been better. Yeah. I I think that there I think that I hope I would say I hope how about that I hope they keep doing this I hope every few years we get maybe an addition to this I hope it becomes a thing like the modulars as long as they're running Ninjago when they say we're throwing our hands up on Ninjago it's not evergreen anymore we're just going to discontinue it there wouldn't be any point but I think they're going to keep going with it and um there might be people that don't don't like the modulars or don't have the room for it or something, but they could justify this city of little vignettes because within Ninjago City, there's like 10 things that if they were full-size modulars, they would take up an entire table, you know? So you could justify it as a place that, you know, just for like the, the thing. And um, they'll keep running with it. Who knows? Maybe we'll see a Ninjago City legacy set where they'll reintroduce Ninjago City, but maybe it'll be... Maybe instead of saying instead of saying green at the top, maybe it'll be like you know a different color or something like that, so you can tell which was the original, or whatever. That whatever, would be awesome whatever, in my book. Whatever, whatever it is, you call saying green in the future. Whatever, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I I hope they keep running with it. I I think they're great. Um, it it appears to be the only thing that has melted your heart. So that's saying something. It's it's that it's that thing that made the Grinch's heart grow and break that little measuring device. <laughs> Can I tell you that my favorite Christmas movie by far is the Grinch? The yeah, original Grinch. Me too, me too. I used to watch it uh I used to I watched it every Christmas and I think when I was like five or six we you know, recorded it off CBS or ABC, whatever it All aired like on. Forty minutes of it is not. Yeah, yeah, long. yeah. But then we had it on tape or something like that. You know, that's how you that's how you did it in the eighties. And if I, you really wanted to keep it, you pop that little tab a, off. There's, there's five uh, VHS tapes right there. I don't know why they're there. I can't even play them, but they're there. Yeah. I'm so the same that, way. I still have a couple are, VHSs. Those are VHSs that I had that I never replaced with DVDs because it's just, they're so low priority. 
And now I'm yeah. selling all my DVDs, so that's never gonna happen. Yeah, everything digital now. I uh, I always take the because uh, because I really don't care about speed with anything. Like usually, I can't do anything till the weekend, anyways, with my work schedule. Whenever I order off Amazon, if it's available, I always take the one dollar digital reward. For uh, this will get here when we feel like getting there, because yeah. that. That is, um, I have I have Amazon warehouses. Warehouses. It used to be one. Now there's like three or four, because I live at a crossroads of two two interstates. Eyes, <laughs> the eyes, <laughs> and yeah, um, and um, honestly, when I order off Amazon, even if I even if I take oh take your time on shipping. It arrives next day, anyways. Do you feel so like, I do that digital reward but, so that I can get free movies and stuff off Amazon? So, do you feel like you're not getting your Prime membership's value then? Why? Because the warehouse is right there. No, but no, because because you are opting to forgo what Prime is best at doing for you, getting it to you faster. Do you feel like? Why even have Prime then? Well, if I think it's mostly a case by case basis on how badly, how much do I need this right away? Um, my dog got skunked, and the first time it happened, I went on Amazon because I had no idea what to do, like you know what what product to get this smell off of her, and. I went on Amazon and there's a product called skunk off. It's like a special shampoo that neutralizes that smell. I ordered it off Amazon and I, I, I hit priority on that one. I wanted it, you know, and, um, it, it arrived probably that day. Like I, it, it happened like in the morning and like it happened, like I got the skunk off that day, which is good. Cause the dog was, you know, in a separate part of the house in the crate, you know, <laughs> with, you know, her skunky blanket that ended up getting thrown out. We didn't bother washing it. We just threw it out after that. Um, one time my wife ordered little soup trains, like little plastic. She was making homemade soup and she ordered like little plastic containers to hold them, put them in the fridge for later. And she ordered that with no priority. And they, deli they delivered those to our house a half hour later. It was scary. Order. It was scary. Like, it was like, yeah, it was like they got the order. They threw it on the thing. They gave it to somebody who was, you know, running Amazon stuff in their car or whatever. And it was like we were four miles away from the warehouse. So it was like it was there. It was it was quicker than ordering a pizza. We didn't mean it for it to be that way, but it did. So I think it's just a matter of how much you, you care about. Do you, do you care about that? Do you want it right now? I think if I want it right now, I'll get off my ass and go to the store. You know, so I, I don't usually need anything at the moment, but I like the reliability of. I know this will be here as soon as possible. Yeah, let's see. I, I don't care if it takes another day, especially if you're ordering something that's actually common, like most Lego sets are actually that would be common to have in a warehouse. Yeah. Most any Lego set, unless Unless you're maybe talking about like it, the UCS Falcon would probably have been hard to get in the warehouse for a while, but um, 
most things, like if you ordered your average $20 Lego city set, it's probably in the Amazon warehouse near you. Uh, so choosing the no rush reward, you know, it's going to get to you quick anyways. I also have enough streaming services that I've never used Amazon's video service at all. I yeah. don't even know how to. I'll be honest. I don't even know how to. I have Prime. I've never done anything with their music or their their video. Yeah. I've I've gone on there. I've gone into the Amazon Prime store and bought movies and stuff from their store. And that's where I want to pay as little as possible. I actually don't want to pay for the movies. I actually just want to get them free by the digital rewards. And then I'll get them and I'll download them. And then like um, uh, Thursday night, I was heading down 57 and I blew a tire. It took my company four hours to get a repair truck out to repair this tire. And the kicker was it was on the, I, I run double trailers and there's a converter dolly that you hook up to, to the rear trailer. The reason I chose this converter dolly was because all the tires on it were brand new. And that's one of the tires that blew. Was it overinflated? No, no, it was just, it, it, maybe it hit some debris. Maybe, it, maybe the, the retread on it or whatever, maybe it was a retread. It wasn't new, like new, new, you know, Yeah. but it blew on me and I was on the side of the road. I was 30, I, I doing 65. I would have been 30 minutes from a truck stop that I knew had a repair bay in it. Um, but I couldn't make it that far. So I just had to wait for the, the thing. By the time we finished, um, the guy I meet from Jonesboro, Arkansas, was already going all the way up to Chicago. Uh, we communicate back and forth. And uh, I was going down. The two trailers I had were going to Memphis. So I would give them to a Jonesboro guy. We'd take them to Jonesboro. And then Memphis would come pick them up at Jonesboro. That's the way they did it. Um, but for me, since I wasn't from Jonesboro anyways, they just sent me to Memphis. So I, I went to Memphis and I was like, well, I was like, time to wind down at the end of the day. There's nothing on the shitty cable at the hotel room. So I just put on a movie and, you know, that's how I unwound at the end of the day when I, you know, at the end of my 14 hour day, when I actually got to Memphis and, um, you know, I didn't pay for that movie, but I downloaded it a while back. Like it's just sitting on my phone, like, you know, and it's yeah. like, I sat back and I watched it and, Okay, I went to bed, woke up, and came home, you know? So. I just, I have months worth of stuff to watch on Funimation. So yeah. I, I'm in no way looking for anything else to watch right now. Well, if I was, if I was at home, I'd be the same way. I'm like, I got plenty to watch here. You know, I don't need to watch anything else or whatever, you know? I mean, I could have gone on the Wi Fi and watched something off Netflix or whatever, but, you know. It's just something I do. I'll buy. I'll buy a movie off of Amazon that I like. You know, something that I'll I can rewatch. Never anything that I I would only watch once. But if I watch the movie and I know it's rewatchable or something like that, like like Office Space. Office Space is a great movie. Yeah. You can rewatch I, it. <laughs> all, all of my DVDs aren't for sale. Just most of them. I have. Yeah. All of Vicky's DVDs I don't have for sale, of course. But then all I kept for myself. It was like a, a test, like, would I watch, Would I drop whatever I'm doing right now and watch this movie right now? The answer is yes, yeah. I'm keeping it. So I've got, I don't know, probably a dozen that I kept. Yeah. 
there's some movies that you really like for whatever reason. Maybe maybe it's a childhood movie. Maybe it's maybe it's just a classic movie. Like maybe you're maybe you can watch Goonies over and over again. You know, there's people that you know feel that way about the Princess Bride. They'll watch the Princess Bride repeatedly. You know, and then there's like there's movies I've seen that I've 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 paid money. I've walked out of the theater and I felt robbed. I've been like, I've been like, I cannot believe I wasted my, my time. Like um, the one that comes to mind to me is uh, I was, I was dating a girl and we went and saw the happening from M night Shyamalan with Mark Wahlberg. And ever since I watched that movie, if there's an M night Shyamalan movie, because up to that point he was doing pretty good. He had Stuart little, he had the sixth sense, uh, you know, he had, he had a, uh, uh, Unbreakable and stuff like his movies were actually pretty good. I walked out of the happening going, that motherfucker owes me $18. <laughs> the, the Philadelphia area apologizes on his back. <laughs> so I don't know. It's just, you know, there's some things you would never rewatch again and you feel robbed. And then maybe there's a movie that for whatever reason calls to your heart, <laughs> like the Grinch. Uh, my favorite is the social network. Oh, the social now. Yeah, I can see that. I don't. I don't even use Facebook anymore. But that's my favorite movie. You know why? Because it's it's a it's a business it's movie. A business that's why movie. you like it. it it's is. how it's how, I know it's how that is, business I, went. I know it's the reason. Yeah. And yeah, it business movies call to me. It's like it's like hey, I'm suing Clutch. Why? Because he opened up a brickling store and started reselling brick, and that was my idea. It's like you don't have a fucking case. You and your brother get out of here. <laughs> there's a, I can quote that movie so hard. But there's there's a there's a brickling store, and I think in Wisconsin that's called Bricks on a Dollar, all one uh-huh. word, no spaces. <laughs> like there's zero percent chance that they just said. That's a cool name. Let's go with that. Did you, you predate them, right? Of course. Of course. <laughs> they're, they're a tiny store. Like The only way it would ever impact me at all is if they somehow got larger than, than I am. Uh, would, you, would you like to hear a tangent? Like, Would you like to hear a story that kind of relates to that? I um, guess so. I, well, I don't know. I'll rape your ears, man. <laughs> All right, um, Burger King started out on the West Coast, right? And I don't know exactly what year they started out, but basically their their method of expanding was that they had a Burger King, and uh, they moved to, like, another town, and they basically said, hey, why don't you shut down your burger place and start doing it our way, and, you know, franchise and everything, and just moved that way throughout the country, right? When they got to Illinois, there's a town down I-57, down the 57. <laughs> See, it doesn't sound right, does it? <laughs> it, it, never, it even the 405 sounds wrong. Uh, there's a town called Mattoon, Illinois. I'm pretty sure this is where it takes place. If I got the story wrong, but this is a, the story I know from it. Um, they got to Mattoon, Illinois, and they found a diner in Mattoon called... Burger King. <laughs> so Burger King came in and they said, uh, okay, we're Burger King. So either get on board with it. it was it wasn't an ask. It was a, either get on board with our franchise or shut down or rename yourself. 
So these people, these these mom and pop restaurant, the they said no. And Burger King is like, "What do you mean no? We own Burger King. Burger King is us." And I, they're hope, like, I hope this story ends with they change it to one word or they change it to Burgers King. Oh no, no, it gets better. Um, they said take us to court, so Burger King took them to court, and the court was like, uh, "Burger King, when did you open?" And they were like. I don't know, like 1964, whenever Burger King opened, right? And the court said, uh, when did the Mattoon Burger King open? And they were like, 1948. So the judge ruled, okay, actually, they own Burger King. You owe them money. And the judge also ruled that there could not be a Burger King within 50 miles of their Burger King. So The dead zone. So, so I don't know if it's still this way, but supposedly in Mattoon, Illinois... There's no Burger King because there's already a mom and pop Burger King that actually owned the name. And Burger King actually had to buy the rights to their own name, which was on every fucking restaurant <laughs> that they owned. They pretty much had no choice but to either rename or just pay these people a couple million dollars for the rights. So that's what they had to do. I just find it strange <laughs> that this like single entity diner owned like the copyright they I, apparently they didn't own the copyright but i guess neither did burger king or something like that oh. the this is just the story i heard about burger king i heard it uh i heard it from some uh might have been the company man or something he does I was gonna say i watch a lot does, of company man he does, he does videos on like why it's dryers over here and briars over here and everything it's like it's like I, I never thought I watched, about it. I, I never cared, but all right, but why? <laughs> I, I, I knocked out four of his videos yesterday. Like, yeah, I watch I love, a lot of Company Man, and it probably also speaks to my interest in business. I love when he's like, I love when he's like, uh, he's like, uh, oh, it's like, yeah, why did why did this company fail? And it was like, you know, I'm waiting for all of his videos to be like, oh, uh, eventually uh, this company just couldn't keep up with Amazon. <laughs> Like that's eventually going to be the demise of all these companies. <laughs> so uh, that that's a little story that maybe relates to what you're talking about. I don't know. I, I only wish I had mentioned Company Man before you did, then, <laughs> or like if you were if this was all from one of his videos, and I just like ended your story for you by <laughs> by also saying what is in that video. That would be great. I don't uh, think well, I saw the Burger King one though. Well, I maybe go on YouTube if anyone's watching and they're interested. Go on YouTube. You could probably find the video. I'm not making it up. I heard it at some point. You know, yeah. I'm not that creative, so uh, it's on there somewhere. If I'm wrong about something, sorry. Don't take your info from me. I'm other than the internet. I'm the most unreliable source of information. <laughs> I, I do enjoy his videos. Um, there's like certain channels where you watch some of their content and then there's certain channels which you'll watch all of their content which which one of simon whistler's channels will you watch and which ones won't you watch do you ever watch his stuff the bearded guy no, he's, he's a british guy that does he has like seven channels and basically he just he has like a biographics channel where he talks about like you know a, a biography of like a famous person or something and then he has uh he has one called business place you might like that one where he one of his writers writes a script and he reads it 
and basically they just talk about all these fucked up businesses or things that have happened. You would love that one. That one would be right up your alley. <laughs> but I never, I never really understood. Channels. I never understood the logic behind the like branching channels where you can't just have one channel. You want to have multiples. Well, he's. I'm, making, I'm sure he's there's a very. I'm sure there's a very good reason for it. I just I want to believe that reason goes further than the. Well, not all of my fans want to see all my content, so I'll have certain fans on each of these platforms. I think I that's wanna, what it comes down to. I want to believe there's a better reason, because you don't have to watch every video. Well, see, uh, the, if your videos are radically different, like, uh, um, like uh, obviously from behind me, uh, I play guitar. Uh, if If I could see having an Instagram just for if you were like posting like videos of, uh, of the guitars, you know, that you were reviewing or having or whatever, but on the side, you were also an AFOL. I would see not merging those because people that would be into, into you musically wouldn't give a shit about plastic bricks from Denmark and vice versa. So I could see splitting it. Like, I don't know. Th there's probably no reason for you to make a new channel just to drink crazy sodas. I agree on that one. But uh, maybe it has to do with the, the size of your hand. channel or the, yeah. like the, your, your, your uh, audience or, um, yeah, I guess I, I just, I don't see why you should care enough. <laughs> why should you care enough about what your audience audience thinks about some of your videos when they're already there to watch your other videos? Like wh why? Why are they coming first? It sounds wrong, but well, why are you putting your audience first when you're making the content you want to make? If first of all, I think with I think in, in the case I'm talking about with with Simon Whistler's channel is it's not just him. He's not just a guy in a room. It's him and several other people. He actually um, he actually was a lawyer, or he he was educated to be a lawyer in Britain. And then he, he, I think uh, when he went into the job market, there were no, no jobs or he couldn't get employed as a lawyer or something like that. So he started doing YouTube videos. And it's not just him, it's him and several other people. And they're making money doing it. And if you were watching one of his channels, the way the YouTube algorithm works, they're going to start recommending his other videos to you it's just, you know, do you want to subscribe to seven channels for this one guy? You know, so. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I'm sure since so many channels do it, I'm sure it makes more sense to split your channels like that. I just don't see how if these people are going to watch these videos and those people are going to watch those videos, wouldn't they all still get those videos if they were on one channel instead of two? I yeah. It, it must I result in fewer views overall to have it all in one place. Cause then why would they all have all these split channels for all these different branches of what they want to do? I started a second or I guess a third Instagram account for just my Gundam. Yeah. Which and I don't follow at all. <laughs> I don't even publicize it really. So I, I started it for a couple reasons. One at the beginning of the year, I wanted to, one of my resolutions was post more you idiot. Why aren't you posting? So, and that doesn't count YouTube, let me tell you. But so, Bricks and a Dollar Instagram became just daily 
posts of full bleed shoebox uh, Lego lots in my store. And I've got 2,400 of them to go through, so I'll, I won't reach the end of them. And I started the, another, I have the Warminster Brick Shop one, basically just to hold down the name. I don't really use it. People message us with questions on there sometimes, so it's there for me to answer. And then I started one for Gundam because I wanted to approach Instagram in a different way where I, on my Bricks and a Dollar one, I follow all the people I want to follow and I, I've tailored it mostly to like artwork and, and other stuff and not a lot of Lego stuff. So when I view it, it's for me. Right. But for the, um, the Gundam one, I'm doing this experiment where I use a lot of hashtags. I've never done that before, but that's apparently how you do it. Obviously, that's how you do it. I'm just I'm doing it for the first time. Yeah. Use a lot of hashtags, like too many, an obnoxious amount. Uh, and I'm looking for more popular ones that are related that I can throw in there and see how many likes I can get on any one of the photos. And I post one photo a day. And anyone who likes my post, I follow them. And anyone who follows me, I follow them. Right. So I'm trying to get that interaction level at a maximum. Right. Um, there's been very few comments, and I've had a couple conversations on there, but it's mostly just likes. But I am I'm trying to keep up with that on a daily basis to see like how fast can I grow this. Yeah. I and, I follow people back if if they follow me I'll click on them just my personal Instagram, like the one, the one I'm using. Um, I only have one and uh, I'll click on them and see if, see if I like what they're posting. And if I do, I'll follow them, but I don't want, I don't want my, I, I don't want my um, feed jammed up with people. I'm not interested in. I'm like you, I'm like, I'm trying to keep it. I wouldn't quiet. say quiet, quiet, but you know, but, but you know what I mean? Like, I don't have, if you're posting pictures of your children and your family and your kids, like I got a kid, my kid is not your problem. I don't need to see your kid. You don't need to see mine different issue or whatever. Same thing with like, I only have one. So it's like, if I got, if I got a new guitar, I really liked or something, I could show it off, you know, show, take a picture of it on the stand, you know, say what it is, you know, it has nothing to do with what my, instagram is right now which is mostly just lego stuff but you know i'll do that i'm i'm not trying to interact max wise you know for me it's now it's just one thing but like i said if i if i wanted to be known as a guitar person and over here i wanted to be known as a lego person i could separate the i could separate them and do two instagrams you know um when you do hashtags you macro so that you just you don't have to type them out all the time. You just well, you just hit the, the quick button and boom. For the first like I don't know twenty or thirty days, I was um, I was typing them all out because I, oh. I knew which ones I was using. And then I'm like, you know what? I know there's a better way to do this. Let's just do it the better way. So I downloaded a, like a Notepad app. Yeah. And uh, I I typed them all, everything I want, and I can add to it. Yeah, you gotta make sure out. none of them are banned because if one's if one gets banned for some reason or you know it'll it won't let you post. These should be all good. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm just saying, like. Yeah, 
but I, so I, I put them all in this uh, this uh, notepad app. So then when I'm posting, I type the post, I go over that, I copy all. I wish there was a copy all button. I have to select it and then drag it and then copy yeah. it. And then I go back over to Instagram and I paste it in there. Um, yes, it took me too long to get around to that. And yes, I knew that was the best option the whole time. I just, I was too lazy to make myself more efficient. How how long how long does it take Clutch to go? This is not productive. This is a waste of my time. Let's do it easier. <laughs> like how long does it take him to go? Let's buy a thermal printer. <laughs> I would have bought this one earlier, but I wanted to run through the, the sheet, the right, label right. sheets I had. Right. I get it. I get it. I'm not picking on you. I'm just saying. <laughs> this is this is how should, I Should I have you. gone from inkjet to thermal and not yeah. stopped at the, the laser rest stop in the middle? Yes. Yeah. But this is this is how I've seen I've watched you on this show over the years go over your pragmatism of how is this helping me? It's not. Get rid of it. <laughs> and it's like, there are things you have done that I've gone, I, I'd hate to admit it, but he does make sense in this regard. Like, you know, this is kind of stupid. Let's just stop doing this. <laughs> so. I'll let you know next week how the thermal printer's going. <laughs> next week's episode. Clutch your poster bone shaker on thermal printing madness. <laughs> Clutch tells you exactly what replaceable parts are in the thermal printer. The top, 10, top 10 uh, consumable products in a thermal label printer that you didn't know about. Bricks on the dollar, thermal printer and air fryers. <laughs> Let me tell you about air fryers, though. You're, you're not... A real air fryer user until you've bought your second air fryer. Your anyone, anyone. Now, now, I haven't bought my second air fryer. Anyone can buy, and is, I'm not. I'm not necessarily talking about having two at once. Is this the new Foreman grill? Is this the Foreman grill of the 2020s? I got one of those too. <laughs> it drains the fat into a little tray. It's amazing. <laughs> I have. I have an indoor Foreman grill and an outdoor Foreman grill. And an air fryer. Vicky loves grilling, so we bought. It's. It looks like a like a, you know, a space pod grill. It goes out there, but it's electric. So you just we plug it into the um, yeah. the the closet with the hot water heater out on the balcony. We plug it in there. I was going to ask you have a balcony. <laughs> there, yeah. Um, and it's it's just a a round form and grill with like a a slot in the middle of the grill that goes into a little pan that you're going to forget to empty. Yeah. I, uh, I used to live in, uh, like a half sunken ground floor apartment, you know, where it's like, don't, it's a, don't it's, tell it's, me about underground apartments. It's not going to tell me about underground <laughs> apartments right now, but you know, you know what I'm talking about? It's like, the windows were at ground level, like literally, like you reach out the window and there was grass there. So I had a little Have Weber grill. Have you seen grill. my videos? <laughs> I, no, because they're all gone now. You took them all down. <laughs> Ooh, good call. Good call. I, I I had like a little Weber grill, and um, I it, this was like a ghetto apartment, and like Tell I would me open, you grilled through the window. Yes, I open up the window. I put the little Does grill tongs out there. come out. 
a little bit of charcoal in there, lit it up, let it warm up, and then I, I'd put a steak out there or something and grill it up, turn it over, and then after that I'd let it cool and you know before you I went see, to like, bed I throw it elbow in. forward with tongs just coming out yes, the window. Yes, 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 just like that. And uh <laughs> this this is how ghetto this apartment was. I told people I go, I sleep with a sixteen ounce claw hammer right next to my bed. Because I live literally on the ground floor and there's nothing stopping someone from kicking in a window and coming in. Like, you know, and um, people were like, that's crazy. I go, I go, that's nothing. I go one day, uh, one night at about 10 o'clock at night, I was sitting on my couch and I heard commotion outside my window. And I opened up the blinds and I watched four guys kick the shit out of two guys five feet from my window steal their car and bolt off with it. <laughs> and the two guys the that got their ass kicked were they, they, they sought refuge in the first place, which was the apartment, the, the part of the apartment I lived in. So, um, I, I was in the army at the time. I was in the national guard coming back from Iraq and I was, I was stationed at home and I was squared away. I had, you know, first aid kit and everything. So I gave these guys first aid while the Joliet Police Department showed up. And they're like, yeah, can you give a description? And they're like, yeah, it was four guys. Go find them. Like, that was it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, well, I was like, I gave them some ointment and antiseptic and some Band-Aids. Get them out of my hallway. <laughs> they're like, what would you see? I was, like, I was like, I didn't see anything. <laughs> I can't wait to talk to Andrew about... Our, my trip to San Antonio. Oh, because <laughs> this is bringing up some San Antonio stories. We we well, I know you're having trouble finding hosts. I would love to do a show with Andrew Lee. I would love it. I was like, come on, this is rad, homie. Let's go. <laughs> um, if it lines up, it lines up. I don't know that it will. I can't wait to meet him. I'm probably gonna fan out on him when I meet him. I'm like, man. Every time you do a show, every bricks and beer, I'm like, yes, yes, you read my mind. <laughs> I'm, I think I'm behind by one still on that. I'm it's, still, I'm still catching up. But when he's his, like, his audio level is usually so quiet that it's the kind of show where I, there's only, and it's not his fault necessarily. It's sometimes it's his uh, co-hosts are quiet, but yeah, it's the kind of show where I need to be in a certain environment to take that in, and I also want to watch more than i listen to it so so it just it keeps getting bumped because there's other stuff that i can just listen to or like honestly i take in some podcasts while i'm showering in the morning like it's the phone is sitting on top of the top of the toilet tank just playing a podcast and i'm in the shower and i only knock out a few minutes of one but there's some podcasts where that works and there's some that where it doesn't work there, there's so many things that I I don't actually watch. I just listen to it. Like you know, it's 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 a lot of things don't require audio unless like you're running through all the castle sets. It's like, well, I'm gonna have to go and watch this one again when I when I have time to actually look at a screen. Yeah, like, he, you know? Here's a comment you can leave us on this episode. What Lego theme haven't we looked at yet? And I'm sure there's plenty of answers to that question, but. I don't remember which ones we looked at because I feel like we looked at all of them, but I know we didn't. I just I can't go back and see all the ones we looked at. And well, we, I don't think more you, really which ones we didn't look at. 
I don't think you. I don't think you ever like ran down like Chima. I, I think you've talked There's about Nexonites. <laughs> I, I think you talked about Nexonites, but you know, I thought Nexonites was rad. I know Andrew Lee's a fan of it. I thought it was great because it's like okay, it's classic space and castle combined. It's laser knights. But, but it was it was great for what it was. I thought it was a really really awesome like theme. It didn't take off like Ninjago did, but I thought I thought it. I thought Nexo Knights was like, that was a wonderful idea. Can Andrew really ever be a fan of a theme, though? He's, he's just got, a fan of the loves, part. He's just a fan of the parts. No, that, he, he loves that, uh, uh, Nexo Knight villains. He's got like a whole lineup of them. He can't get enough of the villains from Nexo oh, Knight. Yeah, maybe. I just, I don't see Andrew as ever getting behind a theme. Just certain themes, certain new cool parts gravitates towards certain yeah. themes. So he winds up buying those themes more to get more of those parts. Yeah. Well, a- Andrew, if you're listening, go ahead and comment to us. Uh, how you feel about Nexo Knights? Is it just the villains or did you like the theme? I don't know. So let's see if he listens. Let's see if he watches. I'll tell you what I sat through listening, listening, which is the most awful thing. It wasn't, I, it wasn't fun to watch from what you saw of it, but I sat through, the whole hour and a half long one that he did on a rooftop at like San Diego brick world or something like that with like, with like all, all of his friends up on a rooftop with I the wind blowing. Was, I'm like, I'm like, dude, I what think a-. it was, it was brick con in Seattle. Yeah. He was on a roof. <laughs> I, like, I think Carter was there. It's like, yeah, yeah. Carter was in the group and it was like, it's like, wow, this is the biggest piece of shit episode. I can't hear half of the things they're fucking saying. I was like, but you know what? I'm a completist. I want to run through it. <laughs> I hate to say it, I don't. I don't know that I'm a completist with bricks and beer. I think I, I jumped in when I jumped in, and I'm not sure I went back. Although there wasn't much to go back on at the time, yeah. but I don't think I went back. Well, see, I remember him saying that. I remember watching your show, and he was on for the first time, and he was talking about. Have his you seen show. behind the beer? No, no, but I haven't watched that. But he. He was like, oh, I got to show Bricks and Beer. And I was like, oh, cool, I'll watch that. And then for some reason, I just, maybe it's because it didn't come up in the algorithm or something. I just didn't watch it right away. So I'm catching up now. You got to so, watch Behind the Beer. So there's an episode that Carter and myself are on at Andrew's house in in the L.A. area. And then I, from another camera angle, recorded like a before, during, and after the bricks and beer so the bricks and beer i think i'm pretty sure unless i cut it down it appears as like the middle portion of this longer video i don't think i've seen that one yet it's but on I'm my gonna, channel. I'll, I'll watch it i'll it's on your channel yeah i think it should, it should still exist I okay think. well don't take it down tonight i'll go and watch it <laughs> I, I, i'm pretty sure i wouldn't have unlisted it but i, I can't be certain all right well i'll watch that so that one's on your channel i'll catch that one up should should I should I watch it with that episode? Is it like, oh, the Clone Wars is better if you watch the episodes in chronological order? <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. I I don't. I'm pretty sure it was before, during, and after, but I, I'm not certain that I would have kept the during because he already had that, and it wouldn't have made yeah. sense to have the same audio. You should um should uh, have it play at the same time <laughs> for that portion, his video and my video. <laughs> All right. 
All right. Well, do you got anything else or? No, nope, I don't got. We've been at this for almost two hours. I think people have had enough of us. We by did now. it. We did it. Leave a comment. <laughs> That's it. Leave a comment. Leave a bunch. Leave a whole. Part bunch. of the Cool Table Network. Not part of Friendly Family. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs>